Hey there, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that's relevant, but it's a little bit different because we don't often talk about client retention, what we actually should be doing to our clients, to our current clients, to ensure that they become walking, talking, ranting, raving billboards. And I want to go a little bit deep today. In the past, we've touched a little bit on the surface. We've touched a fair bit around how you need to evoke positive emotions within your clients if you want them to refer. But there's actually nine key elements that we work through to make sure that they have to become a walking, talking, ranting, raving billboard. In fact, they don't have a choice. And the reason they don't have a choice is because you tap into this part of the brain that makes all decisions. It controls all human behavior, but it actually doesn't understand language. So that's why being logical, being analytical, following a script, following a process, asking them actually doesn't work because you're tapping into the wrong part of the brain. So get ready as we dive deep into that. Before we get ourselves going, as always, we're not going to run ads. We don't have sponsors. We don't need sponsors. If you love the show, share it. That's how we grow. That's how we get to empower, inspire, make an impact to millions of consultants every single year to help them grow their business, be more profitable, be more remarkable, play a bigger game so they can then contribute and help change society for the better. So the fee's simple. If you love the show, share it around. If you don't love the show, hey, you don't need to listen. It's okay. If you've got something you'd love to go through, shoot me an email because I'd love to be able to talk to you. So let's get into it. Let's get into today's show. Client retention. And so much more than that. Because people concentrate so much right now on the front end of marketing. How do I get a new client? But we all know that the best, most profitable way to be in business is to look after the clients you already have. Yet we constantly are bombarded with uh, get new, get new, get new, shiny, thin, shiny, thin, shiny, thin. And we lose track, we lose focus on what we really should be doing. And that's looking after our own patch of grass, looking after our own clients looking after our own tribe, looking after the people we've already got around us. You can actually grow your business without spending a single cent on marketing out there by just simply looking after whatever you've got, unless you've got zero. But if you've got one client, that one client can turn into two. That two clients can turn into four. Those four clients can turn into six. Those six clients can turn into 10 without you needing to do a simple thing out there in marketing land, other than just spend great time with what I'm about to go through with your current clients. So there are nine key elements that we dive deep on, that we focus in on. And the whole premise of this is we want walking, talking, ranting, raving billboards. Not only do they want to stay with us, not only do they love us, not only will they go and share us, but they will grow your business by you simply being a normal, decent human being. 
what I'm about to go through, you, you don't need a university degree. You don't need special skills. Sure, you're going to have to change your thinking. You're going to have to become someone probably a little bit different than what everyone else is telling you to become. But in essence, what you need to become is what I've just called a decent human being. And I know that that's not hard to do. So let's look at the first three stages. The first stage is what we call the nurture stage. It's before they've even become a client of yours. They're assessing whether they want to do business with you. They're seeing whether they resonate with you. They're working out, is this the right person? Is this the right organization? Am I going to get my pain point solved at this particular organization? Now, when you think about it, they're not only assessing you, they're probably assessing other people too. They're probably searching around. Now, there's this myth out there that people will buy depending on price. No, they won't. Because again, it's not how we are hardwired. Understanding how our brain works and, and human biology, we are hardwired to make decisions based on feel. So it's all down to, do I resonate with this person? Do I respect this person? Does this person inspire me to do something different? That's not logical. It's not analytical. It's not price. In fact, there is no language around it whatsoever. It is all feel. And it's not gut feel or heart feel. That's what we classified as. In the end, it's hardwired science. So in the nurture stage, there are certain things that we have to do that ensures that people are going to pick us. We could be a million dollars more expensive. Won't matter. They will still rationalize that that was the best decision for them. So when we look at this nurture stage, what sort of things are we doing? Like every stage, there is a key premise. How are we evoking positive emotions? How are we making them feel a particular way? In all nine stages, that's the underlying premise that we've got to do. So this is where our first problem comes in. Our first problem comes in in that, but I've got this to do, and I've got this to do, I've got the fires to put out, and I'm going to worry about money coming in, and I've got to, most of the time we're in survival thinking. And if you're in survival thinking, you can't be in thrive thinking. It's, it's just that simple. It's one or the other. But you need to be, and I'm emphasizing the word be, because that's what it is, into how you are. If you're not willing to become this different person, you won't get out of survival thinking. You won't get into thrive thinking. So you need to be this person that actually, whether they're going to use you or not, you're going to offer amazing value. You want them to feel a particular way. You want them to be the most successful person with or without you. Your role simply to inspire and create impact. That's how you have to be in the nurture stage. Now, 
That's tough for a lot of people. And I see it with our guys, that it's hard. It takes them being around the right person, the right environment, for often months and months before it starts becoming their way. See, if you say your own environment, the environment you're in right now, you're obviously not that type of person or you'd already be doing this. So the nurture stage is the things we've got to put in place, the things that we're going to do. How are we going to communicate with them? How are we going to make them feel a particular way? And I'm not going to go into that in depth because we just don't have the time here. But in each one of these stages, what we do is we look at email, we look at video, we look at phone, we look at language, we look at what we call strategic gifting. There are actually six core vehicles, let's call them, that allow us in each one of these stages to do a better job and evoke those warm, positive emotions. And it can still be a process. It can still be a system. It can still be done by somebody else on the team. But in the end, it's a way of being that your organization is, not just simply a let's tick the box activity. Because I know you've had this experience where you felt like you were just simply a number, where you felt that just simply they were ticking the box or they were saying what they had to say to get the outcome that they wanted. How did it make you feel? I've got many organizations that I use right now. And as soon as something better comes along, I'll leave. That's what's happening with your people. You think that they're loyal to you. You think that you're doing an unbelievable job. Trust me, you're not. And as soon as a better opportunity comes along, as soon as some other organization comes along and makes them feel the way they want to be felt, you're gone. And then you sit back and go, oh, I thought we were doing a really good job on that. And you might have been. You might have been helping them get the end outcomes, the end results that they wanted. Honestly, it's not why people leave. People could be absolutely smashing it. You could have completely changed their lives. They will still leave if you're not making them feel a particular way. So the nurture stage was stage one. After the nurture stage, what happens? They buy. So the buy stage is that very moment that they buy, that they, they sign the contract, they put the money into your bank account, they hit the buy now button on the website, whatever it happens to be. We're now in the buy stage. So when you think, what happens on the buy stage? Hey, the organization gets excited. We made a sale, they ring the bell. They honk the horn. They're jumping up and down. But on the other side, the buyer is like, oh, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? What if? What if? And their excitement of working with you starts to disappear. The buy stage and the next stage, stage three, the firm stage, are probably the two most important stages if you want to turn clients into clients for life, if you want to turn clients into walking, talking, ranting, raving billboards. They get, there's very few organizations that I see do this remarkably. 
There's a handful that I see do it great. There's a lot that think they do it good, where honestly they don't. So it's in these stages, in the buy stage and the affirm stage, there are certain things that we need to make sure that we do so the client feels excited. It's not about us as an organization going, oh, we made a sale. Again, it's the wrong way to think. Our thinking needs to be, okay, we're now responsible for getting results. It's now time to go to work. It's now time to make the magic happen. The magic happen didn't happen when you made a sale. And again, that's the, the thinking that most people have. It's like, they, it's the thrill of the chase. It's what we are as primal creatures. We're simply, we're out there, we're hunters. It's our natural way. It's how we're hardwired again as cavemen and women, to be able to hunt, to be able to survive. So the excitement for you is the thrill of the chase of making a sale. It can't be. That's where the excitement needs to start as soon as the sale begins. Because then that will keep your client realizing that, hey, I've made the best decision of my life. And unfortunately, the majority of the time they don't think that because we're so focused on getting the sale that now we start dropping the ball. They get handed off to somebody else who didn't have the same privilege as the conversation you had with the prospect. The prospect, well, the, the now new client is sitting there, well, what do I do next? What happens next? Should I contact them? Should I, should I just wait? And they're sitting there, sitting there twiddling their thumbs thinking, Oh, did I make the right choice? So there are so many different things that need to happen as soon as the buy takes place. And then the, as soon as the buy takes place, the very next day, it's the start of the journey. And we call that the affirm stage, stage three, where we start affirming that the decision they made was the best decision they've ever made. And we get rid of the fear, the overwhelm, the anxiety, the buyer's remorse, all of those things that come in play because we do a hopeless job at the buy stage and the affirm stage. So we've now got nurture stage, buy stage, affirm stage. Now, that could take months. It could take days. It could take hours depending on the pain point of the prospect. You don't really control this time frame. You just have to do the things, the right things. And trust me, it's not just pure luck. It's an art form. There are certain things to do in each of these stages that evokes the right feelings that has your client going, this is amazing. I've never been like this before. I've never felt like this before. And they won't be able to rationalize why. Well, sorry, they will be able to rationalize why, but they won't be able to go. Like, if you go, why did you join us? They can't language it because the part of the brain that made that decision 
doesn't have the capacity for language. They'll be able to rationalize it in the logic cortex part of the brain, but the actual decision part of the brain, they won't be able to go, oh, because of this, this, this. It's just simply, oh, it was just a feeling I had. I just felt that this was the right thing for me. And that's exactly what it is. So knowing that, we've got to make sure that we've got the right things in place to ensure that that feeling is created. So we've got the nurture stage, we've got the buyer stage, we've got the affirm stage. Now we've got the onboard stage. Now, a lot of consultants, a lot of coaches, a lot of businesses in the professional service realm understand that we've got it on board. The only problem is it's hopeless at best. I'm probably being really kind. I go through and I talk to so many people about what they do to onboard. And I just cringe at just how basic and how many things they've overlooked. Yet they're thinking they're doing an absolutely amazing job. But it's too logical. It's too analytical. It's not evoking brain chemicals. It's not um, flooding your new client with dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin. And therefore, even though they don't know any different, their gut feel says, huh. So what should now start to be the high as you're starting to go up and up and up in the relationship is either plateauing or already starting to go down. There's a simple saying in business, you can't stand still. You're either moving forward or you're moving back. It's exactly the same with our emotions. There is no neutral. Your emotions are either moving up or they're moving down and they're changing every single second. Now, I'm not saying it's up to you to control these emotions of your new client every single second, but know that we can and know that we can create a flood of dopamine, of serotonin, of oxytocin, of adrenaline whenever we feel like it. And it's up to us to do so. That's what that thriving thought mentality is all about. So now we've got the onboard stage, the first major post-sale interaction that they have with you. We need to wow them because if we don't start wowing them right now, we ain't ever going to wow them. After the onboard stage comes the relationship stage. I call it the first 45 days. And in that first 45 days, we need to start and we need to get them a result. It doesn't have to be the end result. It has to be a result. We need to start to show them immediately that we are going to help them win. Because in essence, that's what they're there for you. They came to you because they had this pain point and they wanted a particular outcome result. I don't call it an outcome result. They wanted to win at something. They wanted to change something. And in the first 45 days in the relationship stage, we need to get them a win. We need to prove to them that our relationship is about winning. It's about you being able to go from sad face to happy face. 
After that, stage six, 100-day journey. Someone should be able to start becoming a walking, talking, ranting, raving billboard for you within the first 100 days. Now, to me, generally, they won't within the first 60. But between that 60 and 100 is a sweet spot if we're doing everything right for them to start becoming a bit of a walking billboard. Now, don't get me wrong, there's still more three stages to make that happen with every single one of your clients. But stage six and the 100-day journey where we map out and we know what to do on what days to evoke what brain chemical and therefore what feeling. And there are so many little things within our own organization. Hey, I think maybe sometimes we might go overload, but I prefer to go overload than underload. And when I look at what people do, and it's not horrible, but it comes from logical, analytical, business hat thinking. None of this can come from this part of the brain. It's why when I do this, I am in my feel part of the brain. And that's why I come up with, because I can get into, and a little woo-woo it might sound, but I can get into and be embodied in myself to come up with how do I want this person to feel? How would I feel? I can get out of the logical, analytical side of the brain and I can get into the other part of the brain where all of this has to be created from. And that's the eyes and I suppose the, the genius of what we get to put in place with this because simply it's hard for most people to do. And if you're doing any of this, in logical, analytical brain, it won't work. It's just that simple. So now we've created our 100-day journey, stage six. Stage seven is what I call the connection stage. It's where you do things for your client on top of what they're paying you for. See, they don't have to refer you. They don't have to be a walking billboard for you. They don't have to promote you. Your contract is simply, I'll pay you X amount, you get me this result. That's your contract. So if you want them to do more for you, what are you doing more for them? Life is all about win-wins. Life is all about what we call social capital. When you understand social capital, you start to really understand how this connection stage and doing more for them fits in. And it's just so important and so easy to do. Again, it's a way of thinking. Now we come on to the tribe stage, stage eight. And how you take your client from being an individual client to being part of something bigger. What's your movement? What do you stand for? What are the beliefs? What's your tribe? And getting your people to be from individual clients to being part of something bigger. And again, 
It's a primal instinct. We come from tribes. We come from families. We have a core need of connection. All we're doing is tapping in to exactly what are our living needs, what, are, what we need to survive. And that's why it's so easy to make someone feel a particular way when you tap into this. So we had nurture stage, stage one, buy stage two, affirm stage three, on board stage four, relationship stage, first 45 days, five, 100 day journey stage, six, the connection stage in seven, tribe stage in eight, and now we're up to the walking billboard stage, nine. Now, everything you've done so far is going to turn probably 75, 80% of people into billboards without you even having to get to this stage. But for the last little bit, for the last 20%, because I think every single client, unless you just picked a dud client to work with, but every single client should be able to get through all these stages and become a walking billboard. But we've got to make it easy for them to do so. And then we just don't. We think of referrals as this level 10 referral where you want them to go out and find the absolute perfect client for you that has the exact pain point that you solve, that's ready to spend the money and is ready to go right now. It's not happening. And it's not happening because marketing tells us that green people, people who are ready with the pain point you solve, ready for action at this very second, is like 1% of the whole population. So it's really easy to see why it's not happening. Yet that's what we want our clients to find. There are so many other ways to get a level five, six, seven. In my world, a referral is this, that somebody you know that resonates with you, that knows you, likes you, trusts you, understands your business, opens a door and brings new people into your world that potentially could use your business. That's what a referral is. So we've got to get out of this level 10 and we've got to be able to start having a really clear way for our clients to be walking billboards and bring us five, six, seven level five, six, seven referrals in which every client can do that. They can bring at least one person every month to you when you have this set up right. So you think about it. If you've got 50 clients right now, they could be bringing 50 new people to you next month. We've got an organization with 1,300 clients. Imagine that. 1,300 new people a month just by simply this simple little process. So this is retention. This is what we go deep in with organizations. This is about going from survival thinking to thriving thinking. It's about going from doing to being. And it's about just simply running a business like an amazing human that cares so much about others. Hopefully that's been super helpful. Love to hear your insights. Love to hear your takeaways. Uh, if you're watching this on our socials, drop us a line, drop us a comment, shoot me a message. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast station, 
Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review. You can always reach out. Support at michaelgriffiths.com.au. Okay, guys, have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Take care, all.